Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, I'm excited to be back with you on our Victory Church uh, weekly podcasts. I hope you're doing well and, uh, and uh, that God is blessing and you're walking in the purposes of God. Today is a day to commit ourselves to Jesus, isn't it? As the world becomes darker and it seems like the uh, craziness never ceases. You know what? At the same time, I'm going to look unto Jesus. You know, Hebrews 12 tells us, you know, that we're to look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now's the time to look away from yourself. Don't let the distractions around us uh, hinder us from God's best, but let's pursue God with a passion. I've been talking about uh, healing for a number of weeks now, and um, and we're winding down. We're coming to right to the close of these, uh, these uh, sub- the subject of of um, healing belongs to you in Christ and how to receive. We looked at so many things. Right now, we're right in the middle of uh, talking about seven different ways that you can be re- uh, exercise faith to be healed. And um, we're going right into that today. So let's jump right into uh, the podcast today. Seven different ways you can exercise your faith to be healed. Uh, last time I mentioned number one, the last two times, number one, use the name of Jesus against the devil. Jesus said, John 14, 13, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So again, that's where, I mean, that's where you're exercising authority against the devil. And Jesus has given us the express use of his name in his stead. And we, when we say in the name of Jesus, it's just as though Jesus himself were there. We talked about that in fair detail. And, uh, and, and so that's where you directly say, Satan, take your hands off of my body or praying for someone else. Satan, take your hands off of this person's body in the name of Jesus. And that's Jesus gave us the use of his name against um, the hindrances of life and against the demonic influences. And then second way to receive healing by faith is pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Now that's the scriptural way to pray. Jesus is our uh, attorney and he is standing before the Father uh, representing us before God and he has given us the use of his name in the challenges of life and he's told us to pray. We don't pray directly to Jesus, that's not what Jesus said. Again, John 16, 23, in that day, in the day that we're living in, the, the church age day, in that day you will ask me nothing. That is, don't pray directly to me. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. So again, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. We examined that in fair detail Last time, third number three. The, so let's let's go further. Number, the third way that you can receive healing uh, by faith is agree in prayer with someone on the bas- basis of eighteen nine uh, Matthew eighteen nineteen. Again, we're just looking at different angles to receive healing. It's the same faith you exercise, but you just f- exercise it through different vehicles. So let's look at it again. We can agree, number three, in prayer with someone on the basis of Matthew 18, 19. Matthew 18, 19 says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, 
it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That is an amazing quote from the Lord Jesus. If two of you agree, uh, that Greek word actually means to make a symphony, to harmonize on earth concerning anything you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That's an incredible uh, statement by Jesus. New Living Translation of Matthew 18 says this, uh, 18 verses 19 to 20, uh, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. That's awesome. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Now, what is he saying there? When we get together with another believer and we agree in prayer, his absolute power is available to make sure that what we ask comes to pass. We're not just there uh, with, with the people that are agreeing, but Jesus says he shows up to make sure that what we're agreeing comes to pass. Many has been the time in my life that I have agreed with someone else. Listen to Deuteronomy 32.30. Uh, New King James, how can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight, speaking of the Israelites in battle, unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? So look at the multiplication of power that he mentions to the old covenant believers when they're in battle. How can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? And again, he's talking about a mul multiplication of power when two people get together to use their resources. That's incredible. See, there's multiplied power in agreement. When you agree, you remind the Lord that you're agreeing about healing, and you never speak a word of doubt about it. In fact, when you agree with someone in prayer, once you do that, then you, I mean, you just, you know, nothing comes out of your mouth and nothing you allow to remain in your mind tells you that it's not done. No, you're in agreement that it's done. And Jesus said it would happen. Uh, again, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, uh, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, verse 11, uh, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 11. Again, if two lie down, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Verse 12, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So again, there's tremendous power in unity. And when we get together in one accord, things happen. And so let me just mention, sometimes God may have you pray the prayer of agreement just to boost your own faith. And, you know, um, when I'm praying the prayer of agreement, let me tell you what I do. I look for someone that I know knows how to believe God. They know how to pray, and they know how to stay positive, and they know how to how to how to how to cause negative thoughts to move out of the way. They know how to resist negative thoughts when they come. So that's the kind of person I'm looking for when I'm looking to pray the prayer of agreement. I mean, there's been times, I think, over the 40-something years here, 47 year-plus years that I've walked with Jesus, over the period of time, you know, sometimes when you're praying, you just feel like, like if you had just another extra boost or someone that is agreeing with you. 
that it would just be better than than praying at that moment by yourself. I've had times that I've done that. There, there are other times, uh, particularly if you're a seasoned believer, God may have you agree with someone just simply to deal with any pride. Well, listen, pride you may have in thinking that you're self-sufficient and don't need anybody. I mean, there's numbers of times I can remember over the years that you know, I was ready to pray. I needed to pray about something and believe God for healing. And I just had a gentle nudge inside. Mitch, get somebody to agree with you. Get your wife to agree with you. Get a friend. I've got several friends that I would agree with about faith things because I know they know how to believe God and they need to do, They know how to think faith, believe faith, speak faith. And so, again, sometimes just so that I don't think that I just don't need anybody because you know what? There's never a time in your life that you really don't need other people, right? So again, praying the prayer of agreement is an excellent way to exercise your faith in God for divine healing. The fourth way to receive uh, healing by faith is to anoint with oil in the name of the Lord, according to James 5.14. Is anyone sick among you, James says in James 5.14, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Notice he says, is anyone among you sick? I think the inference may be that he wasn't expecting that there would be any believers in the church there sick because they're believing God themselves and they're expecting Jesus to minister to them. But he says, if there is a sick a believer among you, let him call for the elders of the church, the seasoned believers among them. And it says, let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So again, um, uh, praying, uh, laying hands on the sick is another way to receive healing by faith. And it says the prayer of faith, verse 15 says, the prayer of faith will save the sick or heal the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. So again, you know, a person that's full of condemnation, uh, that can hinder the power of God from working as you as someone lays hands on you. So again, it's, it's biblical to come up, you know, for us here at Victory Church, uh, because we believe the Bible. <clears throat> Many times at the end of the service, it's either me or some of my staff team. We say, if you need healing, please come up and let us pray for you. I know this past weekend, I laid hands on people uh, to receive healing by faith. We had a number of people come up. And when you come up uh, to have hands laid on you for healing, let me just encourage you, prepare yourself to do that. That is, prepare your heart, prepare your faith. Now, this is important. Let me just talk about this in a practical way. If someone's praying for you to be healed, here's what you do. Put yourself in the receiving mode. Don't be praying yourself while they're praying. Let them pray, and you can, you know, like we just mentioned earlier with point um, with point three, you go ahead and agree with what they're praying. Let your faith be exercised. You want to make sure that you're in the receiving mode when someone lays, lays hands on you. Why, why is it important to, to uh, pray the prayer of faith for the sick? Because... Because it's a way to receive healing that Jesus has provided, and often there's a tangible anointing that that flows, and 
you know, we'll talk about that with our next point, but there's a tangible anointing many times. And I can tell you in my own life, many times I've laid hands on people. Sometimes I sense a tangible anointing, and other times I don't sense it uh, as I do at other times. But you know what? It still goes into them. It's an unusual phenomenon. But you know what? That healing power will drive the sickness out of a person's life. But again, when you have hands laid on you, be in agreement with the person that's praying the prayer of faith. Who determines uh, when, when the prayer of faith is being prayed, when hands are laid on the sick? Well, it takes faith, obviously, of the person praying, but then the person being prayed for has something to do. You just don't sit and stand there like a knot on a log and not expecting. Come expecting God to do something, you know? Uh, agree with the person that is praying with you or for you and as they are laying hands on you. And then let me also mention this. This comes up a lot. Make sure that you're in fellowship with the Lord and 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 not not living in unconfessed sin. All of us miss the market times. And I'm not saying that we don't, but you know, we don't live a lifestyle of sin. And when we sin, the Bible says we have an advocate, an attorney with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And so make sure that your heart is clean and then make sure that your faith is exercised. Okay, that's really, really important. In fact, I encourage people, you know, if you've got a serious condition, it's been there for a while, uh, take time to boost your faith by reading the scriptures, as I've mentioned so many times in these podcasts, the scriptures that promise divine healing. And let your faith be built up. Or, or read the scriptures that promise answered prayer so that your faith can be built up before you're prayed for, and you'll see that you'll get a lot further. Um, I've also noticed as I've laid hands on people, sometimes sometimes I can sense by the word of knowledge that uh, uh, unforgiveness may be, and un unforgiveness can hinder answered prayer because Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty five, 25, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anybody that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. If you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So, you know, it's really clear. Unforgiveness can be a blockage to the power of God. So make sure your heart is clean. Make sure your sin is confessed. Make sure that your faith is engaged when somebody lays hands on you. So again, laying hands on the sick is another way to receive healing. Uh, Mark 6, 13, speaking of, G uh, of the disciples, they cast out many demons anointed with oil, many who were sick, and healed them. And so again, we will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover, the Bible says. And that's my next point, point number five. We receive healing by faith. We can receive through the laying on of hands. And so let me read this from Mark 16, 15 through 18. And he, Jesus, said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, watch, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents or exercise authority over the devil. Or if there was a poisonous snake and he happened to bite you like it did Paul in Acts 28, you could shake it off in Jesus' name when you're doing the work of God. They will take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so again, the Greek of this, when it says they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover, actually reads the believing ones shall lay hands on the sick 
and they shall recover. And so I encourage you, practice this. And you know, if you'll open your, we'll all open our heart to the Lord right before we leave home in the morning. Say, Lord, make me a blessing to someone else today. Make me a conduit of the of the blessings of God and the healing power of Jesus on someone else's life. And you know, you may be wherever. You could be in the grocery store. You could be in the in the departments. You could be wherever, a Walmart or a Target or wherever. Um, you, you could be in a restaurant and the Lord just leads you. May I pray for you? And you'll be amazed if you'll lay hands on people. And you say, well, I've never had that, that happen to me. Well, have you ever uh, exercised that experience? Have you ever actually gone out and laid hands on people? It's just, you know, if you'll just start, you'll be amazed at how the power of God just may flow through you. And so, again, if you need healing yourself, another way to receive is through the laying on of hands. I say parents should lay hands on their children. You know, Susan and I have had four children. They're all grown and married now, but... And we have grandchildren. But I've laid hands on all of my, all four of my children when they needed healing as they were growing up. I laid hands on them. Susan laid hands on them. And we believed God for divine healing. And then, uh, and now that we have grand, uh, gr uh, grandchildren, uh, eight of them, soon to be nine here, <laughs> man, we've laid hands on them many times to receive healing. So the laying on of hands is an awesome way to receive the power of God. So um, Acts 28, here's the Apostle Paul. Verses 8 and 9, and it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever, fever and dysentery. Paul went in to him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. So he had revival just by the laying on of hands. So, you know, pray and ask the Lord. You know, Acts 4, they were praying after Peter and John uh, raised up the guy at the uh, temple gate from uh, uh, being a lifelong cripple. They would pray that, they prayed, Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders follow the name of Jesus. So be open yourself to laying hands on others. You know what? Maybe you need healing for yourself. What if you just make a decision? I'm going to pray for others myself. And you know what? As you minister to others, God just may minister to you. So again, Laying on of hands is an excellent way um, to receive healing. Uh, before I lay hands on the sick, I usually try to have a, a, a period of time where I pray. I know on Sunday mornings when we have our evening, our weekend services, I get up really early. I read and study my notes and such, and then I spend uh, several hours praying. And, and But why? But, well, I just want to activate the power of God. I want to activate the power of the Holy Spirit and get myself into position to minister life to others. What if you did that before you left your house every day? That is, you, you pray, you seek the Lord, and you open your heart up to Him, and you're just ready for anything that comes down the path of life today. And you're, you're willing when, when God opens it up to lay hands on people. You know, if we'll be willing to do that, amazing things can happen. So again... Uh, prepare before you you pray by praying yourself if you're laying hands on people. And then if you're going to have hands laid on you for healing, because that's one of the ways to be healed, prepare your heart for healing by, by meditating, taking some time, take a few minutes, and read out loud the healing scriptures that we have talked about in this podcast, or you may have 
underlined in your Bible, Exodus 15, 26, uh, Exodus 23, 25, Psalm 103, 1 through 3. I could just rattle them off. Uh, uh, Psalm 105, 37, Psalm 107, 20, um, Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 5, Matthew 8, 17. There's, there's so many more. Just read those scriptures. Read them over and over and over. Prepare yourself to be healed. Let me also mention when it comes uh, to the laying on of hands, um, uh, this is something that I have done uh, when the Lord leads me with success. And while I'm talking about this, I'm trying to get to my Bible and make the point is that you can also lay hands on prayer cloths. Now, Kenneth Hagin would talk about this, <clears throat> particularly when I lived in Tulsa. I uh, frequented his meetings and he would often as uh, as the anointing came on his life, he would um, he he would he would lay hands on prayer cloths and and people would be healed and and this is according to uh, Acts nineteen verse eleven. Uh, Paul was in Ephesus. It says, now, it says, now God worked miracles by the hands of Paul. And it says, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And so it's, it's Bible to... Uh, Lay hands on a cloth. If you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life, and when I feel that on me, I've had times I laid hands on prayer cloths, and they were distributed to sick people. And I've had people tell me they've come back and they've told me that that the person was healed, the person was raised up. And it says here, um, the diseases left them, the evil spirits went out of them. I know... Um, uh, Smith Wigglesworth tells a story in his book, Ever Increasing Faith. His, father, his wife actually prayed over cloths and would put them under his pillow before he came to Jesus. And, uh, and while he slept at night, that anointed prayer cloth was under his pillow. And, and you know what? It produced conviction. He eventually came to Jesus. So here he's talking about the healing power of God being transmitted through a cloth. Many has been the occasion as a pastor that someone comes to me and says, well, I have a, a friend or a relative uh, that doesn't live here, but I would like for you to pray for them. And I've gotten a prayer cloth and laid hands on it, made sure the anointing was on my life, laid hands on the prayer cloth, because that anointing will glow, go into the cloth and, and will be transmitted to the body of the sick. And, and, and many times they'll be raised up. So, so, you know, maybe perhaps that's another another part of laying hands on the sick, that is, don't be afraid to lay hands on prayer cloths. But again, pray, get the anointing of God on you. And, uh, you know, the bottom line is the Lord wants us to be healed and he wants us to walk in divine health. And Lord, my prayer for me and all of us today is that we allow the Spirit of God to work in us, let the healing power of Jesus manifest through all of these ways, whether we're speaking the name of Jesus against Satan, whether we're praying in the name of Jesus, whether we're agreeing in prayer, oh Lord, whether we're we're uh, calling for the elders of the church to lay hands on us or through the laying on of hands of another believer. Let the Spirit of God work deeply in us. Thank you for your healing power that's made available. And Lord, let your healing touch exude through us as we minister life in your name, in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, my friend. Looking forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure 
uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.